You join me on my perch at the far end of the bar. Evening. How are you? There he is. Yes, I'm back. Looking resplendent. And can I say, I am going to buy a drink tonight. What? Hold on And can we start, can we start by, I, I mean, you know, most people come in for a drink, I come in for a chat. But can we start with my drink? Stop the front page. Now, hold on. What's the... Hold the front... Stop the presses. Hold the front page. Stop the front presses. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> um, I'm going to have, if I may, if you have it, such mm. a thing, I'd like a pony. Okay. Um, as in, you're desperate for the loo? As in, <laughs> the little drink with the big kick. Oh, a mule or a pony? No, it's a pony. Um, I remember it, Remember the little bottles of baby shampoo, which I think are... St you may still have the bottles of baby shampoo on your shelves. I'll have a baby shampoo. I'll have a baby shampoo. Yeah, I don't think they were as butch as that in the 70s. Um, <laughs> the little bottles no, of baby shampoo. No one's ever called me butch before. No one's ever called me butch before. I just oh, want to come on. That come on. Never. Not once. Uh, Come Never. on, that, that little fella that you used to hang around with. Oh, he used yeah. to call you Butch. That's true, actually. He What's his name? Sundance. <laughs> the, the the little bottle that used to sit next to the little bottle of Baby Sham was Pony. Oh. And it was advertised as the little drink with the big kick. And I'd like one of those, please, if okay. I may. If you have well, one. I'll go Do you have and, one? You don't I'll go and root um, around the bottles of Baby Sham and see if there's one there. Yes, you, you haven't got one, have you? No, hold on. I've just got a quick order. Something a minute. Can we order the sound effects for the clinking of bottles, please? Right, okay. Right. Very good. Sean's That's on that. order. Uh, well, obviously you don't have a pony. No. So I'll have a little think about uh, what I'll have and come back to you then. That is very like you, isn't it? To come mm. in this pub, not order a drink for weeks on end and then turn up and ask for something you know damn well. I haven't got a faintest hope in hell of having. I asked for a pink squirrel last week. Nothing. <laughs> I think you. I think you've got my pub, the Rat and Thistle, this the sawdust and spit boozer. Yes. Mixed up with some sort of cocktail bar in town, mate. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. If you come in here, you're getting a pint of best. If you're lucky. If you're very on, lucky. Did you a, see on the normal weekday just a pint of average? Talking of Lucky, did you see Bill Nye is up for an Oscar? Is he? Yes, he is. 73 years young, and he's up for his first Oscar. He's nominated. I've, I haven't seen the film yet. I've seen the trailer. The movie is called Living. He mm. plays an old civil servant who's obviously very staid and, mm. uh, you know, um, a staid in his ways. And he suddenly discovers, discovers life again. I don't know whether he's had um, a diagnosis of something nasty. But he's decided to, you know, kick off it's, at the age of seventy-three. Hmm? His first nomination, even for an Oscar. Or yeah, his first nomination for an Oscar. He's nominated for best actor, which is some going, really. Bill Nye. Are you a Bill Nye man? Well, I mean, love is all around and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, he had yeah. a. He was number one, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, in the film. In the film, oh. uh, Love he... Actually. I'm just, I'm, as you know, not a massive film buff. To be honest, I'm struggling to think of any other films what he has been in. Oh, he's been in loads. He's been in I'm absolutely sure he loads. And the first time I saw Bill Nye 
uh, was in a 90s drama called The Men's Room. Mm. Never seen him before. Um, it was a bit of a saucy thing, BBC Two. Um, he played an academic. There were lots mm. of things about academics in those days, professors and college lecturers and the such like. Um, a very peculiar practice was another very good series on at the time. But he played an academic who was something of a Lothario, a man's, uh, or a ladies' man, not a man's mm -hmm. man, a ladies' yep. man, yep. and he was having affairs here, there, and okay. just about everywhere, really. Like me in my butch days. Well, indeed, indeed. Yeah. I'm sure he would have looked at you and gone, "He's butch." <laughs> um, but he was excellent. The thing that I remember about uh, and it stayed with me all this time. It, it was a very good series based on a very good book. But the thing that stayed with me about Bill Nye was his hair. Mm. I was a very impressionable young man uh, in the 90s, and I liked his hair. I thought, oh, because where do you get your fashion tips from? Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't get fashion tips. I just, I know what I like. <laughs> you like me and Butch, and that's yeah. good enough for me. <laughs> i tell you where I get anything that I have that is vaguely fashionable has been bought for me by somebody else, I would say. Apart really? from a little while ago, I went through um, when um, uh, I got some uh, paid work again, um, before I obviously became the landlord of the Rat and Thistle and made no money, I developed a penchant for a nice shirt. Um, so I bought a couple of those. I bought one from um, your man there, you know, uh, Ted Baker. Ted the Baker. Ted the Baker. Ted yep. the Baker. He should and, have been, uh, you see, if he was in the Welsh Valleys, he would have been Ted the Shirt. He would have been, wouldn't he? But he was um, Ted the Baker. I got a shirt from Ted the Baker, mm -hmm. and I got some trousers from uh, Fred the Candlestick Maker. Oh, so, right. Okay. That was a nice combo. It was, yeah. wasn't it? Mm. Very good. So this Ted the Baker shirt, is it uh, floral? Is it block? Is it paisley? It, is it, what is it? It's uh, brilliant white with brilliant. a uh, a, a design pattern on the inside of the collar because I like a bit of subtlety. As you ah, well I know. see. So you like the collar done up, and you know that you're wearing something oh, no. bright and cheerful. Everyone else is going. He's got a white shirt. No, how boring the, is that? The collar is certainly not done up. It is open to at least three buttons down, so oh, everyone can okay. see my hairy Gold. chest and the medallion. Medallion. <laughs> and whoever now, thought get, ask me again about where I get my fashion tips from <laughs> <laughs> Del Boy <laughs> who'd have thought that medallion thing mm. would ever come back but it has isn't it has it well it's not a medallion these days but it's a gold chain okay I haven't no I mean I haven't noticed mm. I would I'll be surprised did you never wear anything around your neck like that I've never really worn a, a necklace. No, I've got I've got one bit of jewellery, and that's my wedding ring. That's it. That's all I thought... wear these. That's all I wear these days. Just it's just the one ring. Mm. But uh, I did like my jewellery as a young man. I think. Did uh, you? I, I, I don't know whether you know you outgrow the things, but uh, and, and I've got a little um, little treasure box full of stuff mm. that my kids found and embarrassed me with. Yeah, good. Many years later, but but the things that I used to wear, including an ingot, an ingot, an ingot. You, that, if, if you have money, you... bird that um, preys on fish <laughs> in the river, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. What is that? 
I think it's an egret. Oh, an egret. Yes, yes. it is. It's definitely not an egret. I never, I never had an egret. <laughs> an albatross around my neck for some time. I never. Had <laughs> yeah, I remember those days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to wear a silver ingot. And um, if you if you if you're rich, you had a gold ingot. You know, mm. it's a little bar of silver, and you mm. wear it around your neck. It was heavy, really heavy. Was and it? I had a, a really thick gold chain. When I say thick, you know, nothing like um, nothing like your rappers' mm. uh, gold chains. That they must weigh a ton. But I had a gold chain, and I had fingers full of rings and things. Did you? Uh, I, don't, I don't know why. I, I, you know, looking back, I'm thinking, why ever did I finish? Which... Why ever did I finish with my jewellery and throw it, cast it all away? Why well, didn't I, I mean... keep going with my jewellery? I, I could have been, I don't I, know. I can't Who, Who's imagine. famous for wearing jewellery? Um, Teddy Savalis. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's probably why then. <laughs> the skull ring. Do you remember the skull ring that some yeah, men wore? Yeah, people wear a skull ring, didn't they? The goths. Yeah, they I do. think they do. Yeah, mm -hmm. the skull rings. And, and I, can, I can never understand people who wore, and, and, and some people still wear, Thumb rings. There you go. The, th mm. the ring on the thumb. Well, I've got one digit left. I've got nothing on there. I'll wear a ring on my thumb. It must be very restrictive. I mean, I've only got diddy thumbs, so I couldn't really diddy see... Diddy but butch. A, th <laughs> a thumb ring on there. Yeah. But, um, it must be restrictive. You'd probably get a car tire on there. <laughs> and what about um, toe rings? Come on now. No, toe rings are a thing. I'm sure they are, but I mean, I, I suppose in the summer, if you're wearing flip flops or sandals, or um, I can't stand flip flops. I can't stand anything between my toes. What are the ones that you don't? Sliders. Oh, I yeah. Have you have you had a have you had experience of the sliders? No, I I and and I've not worn Crocs either. Mm. Uh, oh, I understand they're coming back again. They're very comfy Crocs, Did, but they look they? rubbish. I, yeah, they're, they're, I, I see um, nurses mm. in the hospital. Apparently, they are very comfortable because they're on their feet all the time. God bless them. Yeah, give them a pay rise for God's sake. Get on with it. Um, they, they, they wear them because they are tremendously comfortable. But I can't yeah. even bring myself to put foot. They just look so bloody awful, <laughs> don't they? I don't think they'd seat you, a man of your satire. standing. Uh, excellence. Um, no, I think I tell you what you'd look like in a pair of Crocs. You'd look. <laughs> I'd look like a. I'd look like a Croc. That's what I'd look like. No, you'd look like um, a slightly um, overgrown uh, hobbit, <laughs> with who thought to themselves, "Well, <clears throat> I'm going to be. I'm going to at least adopt some modern clothing, and I'm going to buy myself a pair of Crocs." Uh, that's what, uh, in my mind's eye. See, that's, that's, the, that's, the, missing the that's the missing chapter in The Hobbit, isn't it? Yeah. Bilbo buys his Crocs. Yeah. Mm. My pretty. <laughs> <laughs> my precious. Ah, <laughs> uh, very good. Um, I, I, I was thinking the other day, uh, and I don't know. Oh, I know what it was. I saw a photograph of. Um, oh, this is this is taking a turn now. This mm. conversation, it's going to take a turn for the morbid. Are we uh, doing a one show? Oh yes, we could a do. Screeching we're going, we're, turn we're, to we're, a totally different area. <laughs> we're going off to a, a bit of into the into the land of the morbid for a little bit for okay. a moment. 
Yeah. So just be warned. I saw a photograph, and this is gruesome. I saw a photograph the other day of, um, uh, well, a pair of legs and a pair of shoes and nothing else because everything else was a charred uh, pile of ashes on the floor. Oh. This is, and, and it was from a book all about spontaneous human combustion. Do you know about this? Yeah, I remember we we had a lesson about this. There you go. In school. It was so, a thing, wasn't it? Well, I mean, you'd think, wouldn't you, if you were given a lesson about it in school, then it would be a thing. I've never really researched it in depth, um, but the photograph to which you're referring seems to provide uh, irrefutable evidence, does it not? There, there were black and white photographs going around when I was a young man of spontaneous human combustion there was a book I, oh, I was just thinking that there was a fellow with a film editor that I used to work with who was trying to put together a documentary about uh, spontaneous human combustion mm. the, the idea that suddenly um, some people for no reason whatsoever would just combust, catch fire difficult thing to make a documentary about I imagine because you know, clues in the name isn't it Spontaneous. Uh, I think he just was basing to, just it to on the happen the, to have a camera trained on the yeah, on a person yeah. and they spontaneously combust. Difficult to arrange. I, th- I think it was mostly going to be interviews with people uh, who'd uh, either experienced uh, somebody in the family or knew somebody. You know mm. the, those talking heads and what photographic evidence there was. I, he he had that book that I saw. He I remember it, it was a red. Uh, it was a it was a red cover book uh, with horrible <laughs> sepia pages and black and white photographs mm. of well just charred body parts really. But I the, 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 this brought back uh, I I went out with a girl who was a firm believer in this, and so much so that she was absolutely terrified that if she got too hot, she might spontaneously combust I mean it had got to her that much I didn't go out with her that long I wonder why I can't think no I can't either but she was really terrified of the idea that that the the human being could just catch fire was she concerned perhaps that any sort of friction might increase her temperature you're taking this down a smutty route now or aren't you (laughs) Well, in your head, maybe. Yes. I mean, uh... yes. <laughs> I think the listener knew exactly where you were heading with that one. Thank well, you very much. I mean, how day. Yes. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so so I went looking, uh, having seen this uh, this photograph um, the other day. I then went looking for uh, any evidence. Oh, there's loads of it all over the internet. Absolutely, well, loads of it. Most of people. Evidence. Yeah, well, there's evidence of of, of the photographs, but yeah. but most um, erudite people of the scientific bent will tell you it's not really a thing. Of course not. It's, it's cobblers, not isn't really it? a thing. No, it's it's not really a thing. It's never th- never been a thing. It was one of these things that caught on. Um, uh, it's a bit like the anti-vaxxers. It's not based on any kind of sci- scientific truth. No evidence whatsoever. However it was there to frighten a lot of people. Well, I remember reading um, interesting internet theories about 
um, how stories of spontaneous combustion were invented to explain away people being vaporized by aliens. <laughs> so what they've done there is, <laughs> and they've taken nice. two things that are yeah. obviously cobblers. <laughs> yeah, but that's <laughs> what they do. Them to become one big thing that's a load of cobblers. I mean, I, I tip my hat to conspiracy theorists in as I... much in as much as they can believe so many ridiculous things all at once, most of which are contradictory, all at once and have them completely knitted together yeah. in the most perfect way. Therein lies the sort of twisted genius of the conspiracy theorists, Indeed. I believe. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't like think there make... should be a place on earth for them, but there you go. They are I twisted would... geniuses. I would like to make a personal appeal now to conspiracy theorists, the conspiracy theorists the world over and ask that instead of spending your time uh, concocting these amazing outlandish and obviously absolutely load of cobblers that you come up with perhaps you could take that time and you know spend it on raising money for a charity or helping your neighbour or coming up with some other good deed and if you did even if half of the conspiracy theorists in the world did that the world would be a better place and the interesting thing about what I just said is it's not a conspiracy theory, it is irrefutable fact. Well there you are well said yeah. Penn, well said and uh, the posters for his election will be going up soon mm -hmm. and I'm in there's no, who wouldn't vote for that the problem is it's a bit like people who say Oh, the news on television is all bad. I'd only watch it if it was nice. Mm. And then local radio stations hire a young man or a young woman and their first show, they announce that, um, oh, we're going to have 10 minutes every day on our show of nice news. So phone in and tell us all the nice things that's happened to you and yours during the week. It never, ever works. No, and it Because could nobody could give a, a friar's balsam about nice news a good game to play is to um listen out for when somebody new joins a local radio station and then launch a little sweepstake on how long it is before they abandon the 10 minutes of good news idea sometimes it's as little as an hour in the world of local radio that's all it takes and they realize soon enough that even if there is any good news people don't want to hear it and nobody's going to phone in and say that uh in fact, I heard somebody on a national radio station just before Christmas ploughing this, this particular furrow, mm. sitting in for a well-known broadcaster, ploughing this furrow. We'd like to hear all your happy news. Mm. Oh, sod off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering how we're going to heat the house and feed no. the family. Listen, let me go back to the, the morbid stuff. Because, oh, yes, please. <laughs> because, because. Earlier on, when we were talking about this episode, I said to you, I need a giggle. And so far, you've brought some cobblers about conspiracy theorists and refused to buy a drink again. So, <laughs> brilliant. Carry on. What's brilliant. next? More well, I don't know whether you're going to giggle through this, but I found uh, in my uh, uh, search for the, for the morbid, 
uh, I found something called the Morbid Curiosity Scale. Do you remember when you did that pain scale? Yes. And uh, you added your own. Oh, mama. <laughs> That's the one. When the when the needle went into my elbow. Yep. I was heard to say, oh, mama. Never said that ever before. But that <laughs> appears now on the official pain scale, doesn't it? It does, yeah. In fact, I was watching a thing the other day and uh, um, a horse stood on this chap's foot and he said exactly that. Oh, mama! Yeah. <laughs> so the morbid curiosity scale, yeah. a, a six-point scale from strongly disagree to strongly agree. So I want uh, a number, a reaction, number one to six. Uh, six is strongly agree. One is strongly disagree. No right or wrong answers, but, you know, let's see where you are. Uh, just answer honestly. I've just picked a few out here. I think I think these are interesting. If you lived in medieval Europe, mm. would you be interested in attending a public execution? You've asked me this before. Oh, have I? Yeah. And, oh. uh, and I said, uh, uh, I repeat, there's not much else to be doing in medieval Europe. So, yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. So I've I've obviously found something that I found be, I put dangled before you before. You're doing a double dangle now. A double dangle. I, I can't help if I double dangle occasionally. No, I don't mind. You know, there's nothing nothing wrong with dangling it again if it worked well the first time when you dangled it. Well, shall we just chop this bit out? <laughs> I don't know. I might leave it in. We'll see. Listen, okay. if you've and I mean in the single listener. If you've uh, heard this bit, then you uh, realise that when I did the editing, I wasn't listening. <laughs> this is just like catch-up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the plus one. T-F-T... Uh, what are we? The far end of the bar. T-F-E-O-T-B plus one. Plus one, yeah, okay. This is a bit of a handbrake turn, but... Another one? Another one? Did you ever sneak in to see an X-film before you were old enough to see an X-film in the days when they used to have X-films? No. So you had to be over 18. Yeah, no, I, I didn't, I'm afraid. I did, we definitely watched. I, th I suppose maybe it had moved on a bit, and I'm, I'm not being facetious, just a fact of uh, life. Chronology. I was being a bit younger than you. Yeah. Um, we would have watched something on video that we shouldn't have been watching rather than snuck into, a, into right. a movie house. Okay. How about you? Happened to me once. Happened to me once. Um, okay. I grew up in, in, in the time of The Exorcist. I grew up in the time of um, The Godfather. Mm. Um, people around me had gone to see The Exorcist, had gone to see The Godfather. Mm. And I was like, age? how did you get, yeah, how did you get in? How did you... Um, um, and they didn't, uh, and I didn't, and I had to wait. Um, but <laughs> a mate of mine uh, said, "Oh, oh, we're gonna we're gonna take the girls. We had, we we go out as a foursome, him, me, and our two girlfriends." He said, "We're gonna take the girls to see the the new Dick Emery film." Dick I, Emery. I, yeah, I was never a big fan. Comedian from the sixties, seventies. Yeah. Was he? Was he the who you are awful? Indeed, he was. Man. He he his his. Uh, shtick was that he played lots of different characters mm. um, vicars doctors um, lots of women mm -hmm. there was um, there was a kind of a, a, a pneumatic vamp called Mandy who was all blonde 
hair and big eyelashes and PVC boots up to the knees. Uh, she sounds great. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, still was, it was still Dick Emery's face, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah not so much. <laughs> and and he, had a, he had a a bother boy character, a skinhead character. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the, the skinhead character was one of, one of the more successful ones because he was partnered by the late, great Roy Kinnear. It was just tremendous. Oh. Uh, Dad of Rory Kinnear, who's a big um, mm. uh, star these days. Um, but most of his, I, I mean, uh, there will be people who will misremember Dick Emery's greatest hits on television because they weren't great. Mm. Um, it was pretty low fare. Uh, but he made a movie. He made a movie called Guess What? Ooh, You Are Awful. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and Ooh, You Are Awful. I, there, there was some nudity in it, so there must have been some certificate on it. But we arrived a bit late. We got the bus into town. We got to the cinema a little bit late, and it was at that time when um, most of the big cinema screens had closed down, and the cinemas that were left had been uh, chopped up into tiny little what they called studios. Mm-hmm. So it was more like a director's room. So you you uh, have a maximum of like 50, 50 seats in there. Okay. Not not a very big screen at all. So we arrive halfway through the B picture in the days when they used to show two films. So you get a B fit picture and mm. then and then the A film. Yeah, I remember those days. Sometimes you'd see like um, uh, an animation before the main feature. Yeah, or a travelogue or something like that. Yeah. Welcome to Czechoslovakia. Mm. And you'd go, what is this? <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, um, so we got we got there halfway through, and and it was rated X for some reason, and then we discovered why it was rated X when we got into the cinema. The B movie was something called Naughty Knickers. <laughs> it was a German film. Uh-huh. Um, was he was he there? <laughs> what what? Hans the German, he was a director from many years back. You know, it's one of my favorite films. Uh, all the girls were there, you know, and they did everything I said, you know, it was very good. <laughs> they took the direction very, very well. Um, the tagline for the film was, and I had to look this up, there's scarcely a foot of film in which something is going on or coming off. Wow. My God. What a tagline. It was terrible. Snappy. I've never been so embarrassed in all my life. Uh, <laughs> there was just, I mean, there was a lot of boobs in it, but it was bloody awful, and it was in German with subtitles. Why they stuck naughty knickers on with Dick Emery's Ooh, You Are Awful, I don't know. But we arri- I remember we arrived halfway through Naughty Knickers, and we shuffled into this 50-seater cinema, which was packed, uh, into our seats. Uh, and we had to endure this film. And then <laughs> Dick Emery's film came on, and I wasn't really enjoying it because I wasn't a big Dick Emery fan, but the 48 other people in the uh, audience... Four blokes? Uh, I can't remember. Mm. They were all seeming to enjoy it, and there were boobs in this film. Uh, but I also remember that our bus was due to leave before the film ended. Oh, that's, in fact, that's an awkward social situation, isn't it? So... We arrived, to, arrived watching... halfway through Naughty Knickers and had to leave halfway through. Ooh, you are awful. So I saw 
the back half of one film, the front of the other, and I've no idea how one one started and the other one finished. You basically saw the uh, bottoms with knickers and then the uh, tops with boobies. Is Here's it, the it, awkward social situation for you there, right? Because you're a young man at this point. Obviously, yes, I am. shouldn't yes. really be in there. Yeah. Um, and you've had to um, leave the cinema early during a raunchy film. So everyone around you is thinking, oh, yeah. With my girlfriend. Where's this fella going then, eh? <laughs> you took your girlfriend? Yes. This naughty knickers and no, no, we didn't. We did. We, no, we, 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 we took them because my mate wanted to see this Dick Emery film. Oh, it's great. It's going to be really so funny. He wow. was on BBC One every Saturday night. We took our girlfriends to see the Dick Emery film. Oh, you are awful. What did they make of that? I don't. Fifty years ago, for God's sake, I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember what they made of it. All I remember is that we saw the big, but halfway through, uh, we arrived halfway through the first film, so we only saw the back half of that and the front half of the other one. You know, when you uh, left early, yes, you should have got. Was it one of those old cinemas? It was a small room, you said, wasn't yes, it? Yes, so it was. A it very wasn't small. one of the old cinemas with a stage on the front, you know. No, 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 no. This That's was the strange, height cause... of. This is the height of uh, of new cinema technology. Right. That's a shame because you could have left early and on your way out, paused, jumped up on the stage and announced to the crowd, oh, this is awful. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't like it. (laughs) So you Um, never, never, never sought, never went in to see an X-film. Did you ever see an X-film at the cinema, even when you're allowed to? No, why would you like? Why would you want to go into a dark room full of other blokes watching? Yeah, but they weren't all anything? they weren't all fruity films, were they? X films. I mean, they're a lot, you no. know, horror films. Uh, okay, not really my bag anyway. Horror films, adult so theme, you know, all that uh, Ken Russell stuff. Mm, yeah, no, women in love. Oh, I was more into you know, my girl. <laughs> That sort of thing. like the the actual original version, the My Girl with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, and you only went on to be in um, Veep. Um, so no, I didn't. It's just it just wasn't my thing, really. I had better no. things to be doing. Playing computer games. Yes, you know, chasing. Uh, I was going to say chasing girls. That's rubbish. You were Never chasing happened. chasing aliens around your screen. Yeah, <laughs> climbing trees. Oh, well, we've talked about my exploits climbing trees before. Yeah, lots of sports. Yeah, wasn't really wasn't really a film guy. So. No. No, and as I say, can't think of anything worse than going to watch a mucky movie with lots of other men. I guess, ah, it's disgusting. Yeah. I went to a strip club once. Did you? I've never been to a strip club, see? Well, again, it was as a, 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 as a young man... Uh, I don't know how old I was. I was certainly under 18. Um, and I was in a car with a number of other young men. Uh, and the driver said, right, we're going, we're going in uh, to Bristol, which was our nearest city. There's a strip club. We're gonna, I know we can get in. We mm. can get in. So we arrive uh, and we're, we're unprepared for the fact that we've got to shell out just about every penny we've got in our pockets on the door. Okay. Right. To get well, in. So you, before you can even start tipping the strippers? Uh, before you... 
when you when you say that, that that conjures up uh every movie that you've seen recently with pole dancers and guys sitting around a stage and you know yeah it was the, nothing the, like that the, at the all. The Sopranos I've got in my head. Yeah. Up in the Sopranos. The Bada Bing. Yeah. Mm. Nothing like that at all. No. So we shelled out most of most of our uh, cash paying on the door to get in. Uh, and then we, we go through the curtains. And I'm expecting something. I'm expecting red velvet. I'm expecting brass fittings I, I something victorian do you know what i mean i'm expecting plush sensuality eroticism that's what i'm expecting what i got was basically the cinema that i've been in to see naughty bloody knickers and ooh you are awful only without a cinema screen this dais you couldn't okay. call it a stage and it was all I, if there was a light in there, it was a 40-watt bulb. <laughs> I mean, it was so dark. Dark and dingy. And, and, the, and, the, and the seats were in rows, which is the not what I was snake. expecting at all. In rows? And yeah, it was in, it was in rows. It was like theatre seating. And again, not many seats. But it was in rows. It wasn't like a bar or anything. <coughs> so we sat down and we waited forever and there was music playing, but nothing happening at all. Uh, and I do remember um, saying, well, when's something going to happen? And be, oh, don't worry, you know, it's early yet. It's, it, you know, it happens later on. So mm -hmm. we, we sat there, we didn't have a drink or anything. We just sat there for absolutely ages with nothing going on. And then we left. <laughs> 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 so I never actually saw a stripper. Never saw a stripper. Right, we'd paid the money on the door. We'd gone in. We'd sat down. We'd enjoyed the darkness. Yeah. And enjoyed it and enjoyed it. And we'd sat on the seats and we'd wondered and we'd whispered. And eventually we just went, oh, this is, this is crap. And we left. Yeah. Were you disappointed? No. Well, I... I mean, it's a long time ago. But I seem to remember that I was a little bit nervous going in anyway. Mm. So, you know, there was a great deal of trepidation and then it was all very boring and it got really boring and nothing happened and so I couldn't wait to leave. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't as though we all rushed back again, ever. And I've never been back. I've never no. I've never bothered. I'm not, you know, I'm not prudish at all. But I've just... You know, I, I, you have a bad experience or something. Oh, yeah, it was a, wasn't even a bad experience. It was a nothing experience. I've had a nothing experience. Have you ever been to a strip club? Yes, it was nothing. It was rubbish. <laughs> I never went back. I dare say it's improved. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Lewis requires some fish and chips, and I think mm -hmm. I should get a brown ale at the uh, off-license. You don't do oh. brown ale. No, I know you don't. Right, I'm off. I'll see you again. <laughs> Reservoir. Cheers. That's time at the far end of the bar. You've been listening to Richard Lewis and Ben Orr. Find the fellas on all the socials. Just search hashtag TFEOTB or send them an email. It's thefarendofthebar at gmail.com. Most importantly, spread the word. Tell your friends and enemies, colleagues and family about this amazing podcast you've been listening to. We'll love you forever. Forever.